Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. I'm John Boccasino, Senior Internal Communications Specialist at Syracuse University. As one of the most decorated student athletes in the history of the Syracuse University Women's Lacrosse Program, Katie Rowan Thompson helped grow the Orange into a perennial power during her four years on campus. An electrifying playmaker, Thompson finished her Syracuse career as the program's all-time leader in points with 396 and assists with 164. A three-time All-American, Thompson's teams won the program's first ever NCAA tournament game in 2007 and later reached its first Final Four in 2008. Uh, I just I just love competition and I my team was so important to me and, and is so important to me that I just wanted to be able to, you know, do my job, which, you know, at, at the time was, um, you know, creating, helping create plays on the offensive end, setting up players, um, you know, being a really uh, reliable teammate. And, um, you know, the, those, those pressure situations, I just wanted so badly to help us reach our goals. Earlier this year, Thompson, who earned both her bachelor's and master's degrees from Syracuse, became the first female lacrosse player and second female student-athlete to have her jersey retired when her number 21 was raised to the dome rafters in an emotional pregame ceremony in February. On this Cuse conversation, Thompson shares how she was blown away by the honor of having her jersey retired, her favorite memories from her time with the Orange, and how she's applying the lessons she learned at Syracuse to the next wave of talented Division I standouts in her current role as the head women's lacrosse coach at the University at Albany. Katie, thanks for making the time to join us today. I really appreciate you having me. This is going to be a lot of fun talking with you. I got to admit, I'm a huge lacrosse fan, and when we heard about the women who were getting that long overdue honor, of course, Felicia Leggett Jack was the first female student athlete to have her jersey retired. But when I heard yours was going to be up there as well, I couldn't wait to tell your story and dive into your lacrosse career. How does it feel? Has it sunk in yet that your famous jersey, number 21, is high atop the rafters? It, it really hasn't fully sunk in yet, even though on that day it was so incredible. And I was really taken aback with emotions, um, seeing the, the Jersey go, go up and just overwhelmed with memories, um, with my amazing teammates and coaches and all of, all of the moments that I had at Syracuse. I, it was such a positive experience and I met and built relationships with so many amazing people throughout the whole university and the community. So I was really just trying to take it all in and reflect on all of those moments. But, um, you know, it's it's still taking some time to, to reflect through. How did you find out the great news? Uh, so I was actually over at SU over the summer and um, the Athletic director, um, John Wildhack, uh, surprised me with, with the news out in the lobby in Manly. And uh, it was the last thing that I was expecting to hear. So I was just speechless hearing the news and very, very honored that SU would recognize me and female student athletes and women's across program in this way. It's awesome to hear your humility show through because 
you know, when I, when I read the numbers out loud, I'm sure this never gets old for you kind of hearing your accolades, the team success and individual, but uh, you were ninth on the division one career list for points with 396, 11th in career assists with 164. You're part of a team sport, but you got to take a moment to recognize just how special your individual accolades were. What do you think made you so deserving of this honor? Uh, well, you know, I, there's many other players that are just as deserving or more deserving. And I, I truly and genuinely mean that um, it, like you said, it is a team sport and I fully recognize that. And I would not be in the position that I am in without my teammates and coaches. And um, we, we had some really special groups throughout my, my time in SU and I just loved building chemistry with my teammates. We had so much fun and the, the goals were always team oriented. And that was to make our mark on the program and uh, make it to the final four, which we accomplished my junior year. And that is, um, you know, the biggest accomplishment that I walk away with is, um, you know, the making it to the final four for the first time in school history. Now, before we continue that stroll down memory lane, very few people listening, if any, on this podcast will ever know the true feeling and thrill and joy of seeing the number and having your name on the top go up to the top of the rafters uh, inside the dome. What was that day like and, and who did you get to share that special day with? Oh, yeah, it was it was such a special weekend. Syracuse University, the athletic department um, just went above and beyond. I can't even begin to describe um how special they made the weekend. Um, and so many people, uh, took part in putting together just the perfect weekend. So I really am so grateful for everyone's efforts and times and really making it such a, uh, professional and outstanding weekend. Um, and I, I came from a game at Colgate. Um, it was a snowy, a snowy day, of course. And of course it was. <laughs> so, so after my game, I scooted over and, you know, we had a, a fantastic um, reception at Drumlins. And then the, uh, the next day with, with the games, I was with um, my family, my parents and my sister. Uh, she flew in from California, which I'm so so appreciative of, um, and my husband and daughter, um, I have a, have a infant daughter who was, uh, her first time in the dome. So that was so special. Um, so many of my dear friends and teammates and alumni came as well as my, uh, UAlbany family surprised me, my team and fellow coaches and, um, athletic directors came to surprise me, which, um, was so overwhelming. And yeah, no, it's great to hear the support that you had there. Clearly, you know, we value our women's across program and you guys were really part of the, the table setters that got the program going to the status now where we're expected to compete for ACC championships and final four berths and get that national championship. But it wasn't always that case um, when it came to the success of the program. Describe for us the state of the women's across program when you first came on campus in the fall of 2006. Yeah, you know, it, we were still a very young program. Um, it just, I believe it was 1998 that we, um, you know, first started. So, I mean, we were under 10 years old as a program when, when I stepped on campus. So we had really high expectations for ourselves and 
um, Lisa Miller was our head coach and started the program. And she had such a great vision for, you know, what, what the program could, could be and look like. And she pushed us, um, to, to accelerate, um, and move forward as a program and just learn so much from her, um, in my first two years. And, um, you know, we, my freshman year, we, we didn't make the NCAA tournament, but then, uh, sophomore year we did, and we made it to the, um, we, we won the big East championship. It was the first big East championship, um, that was hosted for women's across. So we made it to the NCAA tournament and we won our first NCAA game, um, in 2007. So just to be a part of that was a huge accomplishment. And then, you know, we wanted to keep going and keep building and build on the foundation from the starting, um, alumni and groups that, that started the, the program literally from scratch. Um, and, and we built it up and that junior year, we made it to, um, you know, the first final four, um, the following year we lost in the quarterfinals, but that was when we were really starting to, um, you know, set those expectations that we were going to be in that mix year after year. And, um, the program has just done an amazing job, um, taking off and, um, you know, under Gary and now Kayla, that, that is the expectation year after year. Was there a seminal moment, seminal win for the orange women that really told the team we're on the rise? Like we're a team to be reckoned with. Um, yeah, there's, you know, so, there's a few, um, we had a great, um, and exciting win over Georgetown. Um, and that was such a big rivalry across all the sports at Syracuse. So that was like a signature win. Um, we, and then in 2008 beating UNC in the dome, um, you know, that was another signature win for us where we're like, Hey, like we, we belong here. And, this is, you know, just the, the beginning of something great for uh, the Syracuse uh, women's across program. Anytime you beat Georgetown, it's a highlight. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what the sport, doesn't matter how good or how bad your team happens to be. You know, you beat Georgetown, that can really set the stage for uh, for the rest of the, the career and the rest of the year for your team out there. And it's so great to hear you talk about the humble origins of this program. What made you want to come to Syracuse in the first place? I mean, you studied inclusive education and sociology and you're juggling a sport, you know, women's lacrosse. Kind of take us through your mindset as to why the orange. Oh, there's there's so many reasons. Um, I, uh, the, the first thing is absolutely the people. When I came and I met the coaching staff when I met the team and, and got to stay overnight. Um, Jill DePetris bachelor was my host and she's the head coach at Villanova and we're still such great friends. Um, you know, she, she's just the warmest and kindest and welcoming person and, um, her and her roommates and, and teammates just made it feel like home for me. Um, and then, like you said, the education piece was, was really important for me. I, since I can remember, I wanted to be a, an elementary and special education teacher. So Syracuse has such a, um, such a great program for inclusive education. And that was so important to me. So getting a great education and 
um, having a certification for teaching post-graduation was, um, you know, on my, on my radar all along. So that program really, um, really set up nicely for, for me. And even though it's not what I'm doing now and, and I didn't go into teaching, all of the, the lessons that I learned throughout um, the education program um, help me every single day as a coach, because, you know, as, as a coach, I'm, I'm here to, to teach the game and reach my players in different ways and learn to connect with them. And, um, you know, everyone responds differently to different coaching methods. So it's, it's my opportunity to, you know, learn my players and, and see how they can best be taught and guided. Um, so it was, um, it ended up being a, an easy choice because of, you know, the team, the program and the proximity to home. Cause it, my, my family is so important to me and I wanted the opportunity to get to see them and have my parents and family come to as many games as possible. And, and they did. I would actually argue Katie, that your career is solely educational based when it comes to teaching, because you're teaching these 18 to 21 year olds who already have a proficiency for the game to enhance their careers and become a better, you know, student athlete. And I love the word student athlete, because we know that you guys have to maintain good grades in the classroom. Otherwise you can't play. So you are an educator. And how would you say your time at Syracuse and specifically under coach gate, uh, what did you learn from him about being a coach that's helped you with your career? Oh, I just, I just love coach Gates approach, um, to connecting with people. He's so calm and professional and, um, wants to get to know his, his players and connect with them, um, you know, on the field and off the field. So those building those relationships and that, that trust is, is something that I learned through both coach Miller, coach Gate and the incredible assistant coaches that I've had. Um, so so those are, you know, some big takeaways and just creating a really positive environment for the players, um, building, you know, helping create that environment where they can build their confidence and play with confidence and um, really go out there and take some risks and not be afraid to make mistakes, but, you know, learn, learn, learn from any mistakes that happen, but to take risks, be creative and, you know, just continue to grow as, as a player and as a person. You were an attacker uh, who was quite proficient at both finding the back of the net and setting up your teammates. Again, we mentioned all the great assists. You seem to have a clutch gene because the crack research I did told me you had a school record 45 points in postseason NCAA tournament play. What was it about playing in the postseason that helped you elevate your game? Uh, I just, I just love competition and I, my team was so important to me and, and is so important to me that I just wanted to be able to, you know, do my job, which, you know, at, at the time was, um, you know, creating, helping create plays on the offensive end, setting up players, um, you know, being a really uh, reliable teammate. And, um, you know, the, those, those pressure situations, I just wanted so badly to help us reach our goals that um, I, I went in really, um, really confidently, really prepared. Um, you know, I, I did the work prior so that you could help, help put our team in any um, positive situation that was possible. 
I read an article, by the way, speaking about your coach, uh, Coach Gate, who really, you know, uh, got to share the spotlight with you, too, on that day in February when your jersey was retired. Um, I saw you were quoted saying that he changed the game for you. Can you elaborate that on that a little bit for us? Absolutely. I mean, I I just like went out and picked up my stick and played and, um, you know, I I learned so much from my previous coaches, Lisa Miller, John Badalino, um, and but Gary has, um, you know, such an eye for, for the game and creates sticks. I mean, he is the person behind all of the women's sticks that are out there. Him and his brother, um, you know, have elevated the stringing and the stick heads and the shafts and the, the tilt to the head. Um, so he really made me think about my stick work a lot differently. Um, so I, I think that my stick work elevated, um, and just playing really loosely and creative, creatively, um, you know, he, he really brought that to, um, to Syracuse and to our group. And we couldn't be more thankful and more proud of, of what he's doing with the current team. And also of course, uh, what you're doing at university, of Albany watching uh, your career take off as a coach. When did you realize coaching was the next step for you in this evolution as a lacrosse player? Oh, well, it was again, definitely not the plan. I, I even stayed at Syracuse for, um, my graduate year. Um, I, I was a volunteer, um, in 2010 with a team as I went to get my master's in literacy education, again, thinking I was going to go into teaching either reading special education or elementary. Um, and at that time there, there weren't a lot of teaching jobs, um, with, with how the economy was going. So, uh, there just weren't openings. So I was planning on substitute teaching and getting, you know, hopefully my foot in the door somehow. Um, but you know, things that was just the plan. And, um, at U university at Albany, my previous high school coach and, um, and Syracuse assistant coach, John Badalino was the head coach here at the time. And, um, you know, he, this is home for me. This is where I grew up. So I was heading home to substitute teach or continue looking for a teaching job. And he had an opening on his staff and he's like, Katie, why don't you come over? You know, you can, you can check it out. Just come over one practice. You can, you know, hop in the drill or check out the team. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm not subbing today. So I'll pop over and, um, you know, had a lot of fun that day. And he's like, why don't you come back tomorrow? I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I was missing lacrosse because it was my first like true experience away. Um, so I just like kept coming back for, for a few days. And he was like, you know what, like, if you're interested, you can, can have this position. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should get my first you know, steady job and not rely on, <laughs> on subbing. So I accepted, but I was like, you know, if, if anything comes up where I'm able to, to teach, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, go back to that. Cause I just spent my last five years preparing for this opportunity. Um, so I just got deeper and deeper in coaching, um, year after year, I was like, hmm, maybe I should look for a teaching job. And then I just couldn't step away from coaching and, here I am. But as we talked about today, you know, I, 
I am teaching. Um, I, I did, I got my master's in higher education when I was at Wagner college. Um, so I really do feel as though, um, I am making an impact. You know, I, I try to make an impact on, on young players and I'm just combining my love for teaching and lacrosse. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that, making an impact when it comes to the lives of student athletes. We all know that 18 to 21 year olds can have, uh, you know, they're at a crossroads when it comes to their development. They're still learning who they are and what they want to do and how they want to accomplish their goals. And you add in excelling on the lacrosse field too. It's, it's not an easy task. How do you reach these student athletes? Uh, Just by building trust with them and really um, showing, you know, in different ways, how much we care and how much I care about them. Um, not just, you know, as, as a lacrosse player, but first and foremost, as a person. Um, so, you know, just really connecting with them, finding ways to learn about them and, um, you know, just make those like individual connections. And, um, you know, that's, that's something that I continue to, to build off of and, just creating that, that level of trust and belief in one another. And, um, you know, when, when that happens then, and they know that you care about them, they'll, you know, keep opening up. They'll, they'll come to you, um, for guidance. Um, they'll come to you when, you know, they need a shoulder to lean on and to talk through things. So, um, that's, that's my first priority always, um, is to be there for my, my players to help guide them in life. Um, and then, you know, be, be their lacrosse coach second and, and help them find their way on the field as well. How much does it help your relatability and building up that trust that you can rely on your decorated career with the orange, uh, and proving that, you know, you can walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely draw on my experiences, um, throughout, throughout the years, you know, playing for, for SU, for team USA, um, for a year in the, um, in a professional startup league, um, and now coaching in, in different, um, at different universities and institutions, I really try to draw upon those experiences and, um, you know, help use that to help my student athletes, um, every day. So I I do think that those experiences help me relate, um, to the players and how they're feeling in different situations. Now I want to, uh, bring back a little comment. We were talking about again, Gary gate, who's now currently the men's lacrosse coach here at Syracuse. He switched over from being the women's coach to the men's coach. Did you ever get a chance to go head to head against him taking the Danes against uh, the orange? I did. Yeah. We, we played them for, um, they had two years. Um, and I even took my Wagner college team to play them, um, in my first year there. So I've, you know, unfortunately had to go head to head against him. Um, but he's, he's such a great, um, great role model and, and just icon lacrosse player and coach. So, um, it it was always a lot of fun. Was that kind of a pinch me moment when it comes to your career coming full circle? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Like, oh my gosh, I'm standing across the box, the substitution box from from Gary, who you know is just the greatest of all time, and someone that I got to play for and coach with. So it's just unbelievable. He's he's such a great um, great coach, but an even better person. Now I want to bring it again full circle to your 
becoming the second women, uh, second female student athlete to have her jersey retired by Syracuse Athletics following Felicia Leggett Jack. It's a long overdue honor. How do you hope the university builds upon this moment? Because there's so many other worthy female student athletes that deserve the recognition. Absolutely. I mean, so, so many people are deserving, um, both male and female. And I am just, you know, really, really excited because I do think that this is, um, going is just the, the start to SU, um, recognizing females in this way. And just so, so appreciative of, of the honor and recognition. And I think what they're doing is really setting, setting a standard, um, for institutions across the nation to really honor um, females who may get overlooked or at times, um, you know, this deserved recognition. Well, it's certainly been an honor getting to tell your story here to our Orange uh, community here on the Cuse Conversations podcast. With the exception of when Albany takes on Syracuse, we wish you nothing but the best of luck in your coaching career, Katie. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast. 